Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Uh, as I've had a lot of interest, uh, both in Instagram posts and people with messages and so forth, asking me about questions in regards to animals in spirit, I thought that would be today's topic. Now, please keep in mind that this and what I'm talking about today is my personal experience. Everybody sees, hears things differently, has different beliefs. I can only tell you what I have seen and heard. Now, animals in spirit is certainly something that in the last 10, 15 years, I guess, um, has got a lot more press, so to speak. People are becoming much more aware and much more comfortable. Go back 20, 25 years, I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s. I used to write articles for a magazine called Dog's Life back in the day. And they sent me a letter from a little girl who had written to them because her dog had died um, and her pastor or priest had told her that little Fido didn't have a soul and therefore wouldn't go to heaven. She was obviously quite upset about this wrote off to the magazine, they promptly handballed it in my court. Now, I think that originally the whole thing of animals didn't have souls came from the church's teaching, probably to justify farming methods. But certainly in latter years, as you've probably all seen, people like John Edwards, Jane Van Praag, uh, I think Mitchell Coombs, but don't quote me on that, they've all mentioned seeing Fido with Great Aunt Flo or whatever. And for any of you that have read the book, The Boy That Saw True, which is a diary of a young boy in Victorian England, well worth the read, great um, medium, spiritualist, clairvoyant, the whole box and dice, but living in Victorian England, quite an entertaining book. But even back then, his, um, his tutor was uh, that he went over to his tutor's home and met his tutor's wife and mentioned to the couple that he saw a black Labrador at their feet, and that was their dog, Jet, that had died six months earlier. So our animals still are often around us. Now, you're not often going to pick up on them when you've first lost them. Now, this is one of the really sucky parts of my job. I can chat with lots of other people's deceased pets, not a problem at all. Do I hear from my own? No. It's like, why does the doctor never treat their own children? You need to remain detached. A clairvoyant isn't going to read accurately for themselves. In the same way, when they first leave, you generally, the emotions get in the way. Um, that's not to say I haven't picked up on some of mine over time. 
I remember um, a couple of days after I lost one of mine, a friend of mine I called Dad in the States shot me a text going, oh, my God, now I know why they call horses nags. How did you put up with Corona? She never shuts up. She did love him. And this is the sort of thing I get from people because I couldn't hear from my own. I was too close at the time. Generally, when you're upset or you've just lost an animal, you may well dream about them. That's their way of getting through. It's when the left brain or the right brain, whichever one it is, the logical brain is less active. Your emotions are down. Sort of think of it like meditation. You've got that bit of detachment and they'll be able to come through. Sometimes people will see them out of the corner of their eye. Uh, That's usually when you're in an altered state of consciousness. Uh, Watching TV is a common one for stuff like that. Reading um, in the women that do needlework, craft, that kind of stuff. Again, it's that altered state of consciousness can um, often see things out of the corner of their eye. When people are half asleep and they're waking up, they may feel the cat or the dog on the bed or think they hear the claws on the lino or the clink of the collar. Don't think you're imagining it. That's Animals work really damn hard, just quietly, to be able to produce those sorts of signs that you can hear. Now, unfortunately, not every animal is going to be happy about having spirit in the house, be it, you know, in inverted commas, good spirit or bad spirit. Some animals cope very well, others do not. I have fond recollections of one of my dogs, Kai, bless him, fabulous dog. No idea why he ever came to live with me, knowing that he didn't cope with spirit. And it was a stinking hot night, February summer. I think it was about one of those overnight lows of 25 and the place I was at at the time didn't have aircon so it was a stinker. All of a sudden the room started to become really chilly. In fact it actually started resembling the inside of a fridge. Poor old Kai's head was doing 360s. If any of you have seen Repossessed with a split pea soup that's what his head looked like and he was not a happy camper. I could sense a lot of spirit in the room couldn't get anything clearly and not particularly politely, I will confess, told them all to leave because they were upsetting my dog. Next morning, went down the horse paddock and my old horse, Doc, who'd had more returns than Dame Nellie Melba, had had cancer for years. It was finally the day to make the decision for him. So that was obviously why I'd had so much spirit in the house. They were trying to let me know and let me know they were there for them. Really sweet, just not so much for Kai. Most animals are around when you're going through a hard time, when you need them. Um, They will be there for you. But one, um, I think it was a dog, put it beautifully. Think of it like a one-way mirror or like a security door. If I'm standing with through a locked security door looking out, I will see the person on the other side of the door very clearly. They won't see me the way the doors are designed. That's what um, spirit is like. They can see us very clearly, Um, but unfortunately not many of us can see them very clearly. There's no such thing as death. There's simply birth and rebirth into a different frequency. Some people have asked me, but where do they go? 
um, pretty much from my understanding and certainly what I've seen and heard, um, exactly the same place humans do. Occasionally I'll pick up on a relative, when I'm speaking with a deceased dog or cat or horse or whatever it is, um, very occasionally I'll also pick up on family relatives uh, and even describe the dress, etc. So obviously they are around for our animals in the same way our animals are around for us. A lot of people um, talk about, and look, it's a whole different debate, the whole pound euthanasia debate, not one I'm getting into. I have quit vet nursing jobs when I was vet nursing. Some people could do the pound run. I couldn't. Killing 20, 30 healthy dogs simply because people were lying and weren't prepared to, or weren't prepared to give them a home wasn't really my kind of scene. But when I was learning to communicate and after I spoke with some of them, and one in particular sticks in my mind, really didn't want to go. It was Golden Retriever. It was about 15 months old, stunning dog, um, should have been rehomed, but 10 day um, pound was literally all they had. Small pound, lots of stray dogs. His number was up. That was it. He went. He spoke to me afterwards, though, and this is why it sticks in my mind so much because I could hear him enough to know he wanted to go to a home. He didn't want to die, in inverted commas. Uh, as soon as he was in spirit, he was so happy and so grateful he was back in spirit. So I tend to think of it when animals say to me they want to go home. That's what they're generally talking about. Spirit is home for all of us. Now, a lot of people ask me the whole reincarnation, will my animal come back, blah, blah, blah. And one animal uh, gave me a great analogy for you. He said, it's like a game of trivial pursuit. Only instead of half a dozen colors, think of the whole color wheel in a printing thing and you're starting to get an idea of how many. So basically you're in spirit, you decide you want your lesson um, and it might be, I don't know, it might be a green lesson. So you pick the lesson, your circumstances to suit your lesson. You go down, you have your life, you pop your clogs, you come back, you review your life. Did I get my green lesson? If so, fabulous. Kick back for a while, go and pick another one. Might be your orange lesson. And off you go again. Now, if you didn't get your green lesson, you then go, okay, where did I go wrong? What do I need to change it? There's my green lesson. Off we go again. Now, people ask about their animals coming back. And look, they can. I've had a couple of mine that I had. I think the first time I found out one of mine came back was, Dear God, what were you stupid enough to come back again for? But anyway, she was a great dog. But if the animal got, for example, its green lesson, there's every chance the green lesson and the orange lesson are going to be so different that they're going to set up a different lot of circumstances in order to complete that. And on the other hand, if they didn't get their green lesson, why would you go back to exactly the same set of circumstances? It's not that they won't be around you. It's not that they don't love you. But every animal, like every human, apparently needs to keep going through lessons and evolving. It was a really good analogy, and it is one I keep um, using time and time again because it does explain stuff. 
And that brings me to a really big point. One of the greatest gifts you can give an animal when they need to go is tell them to go before you ask anything of them. One of my dogs once said to me he was happy to come back and I said to him, mate, wait till you get over the other side. You've got no idea of the whole picture here. Uh, and on as a side note, a um, ex-trotter showed me pulling the blinkers on and off with the difference between what you can see when you're in what we call the earth 3D versus in spirit. Completely different viewpoint. And I said to Tuvok, I said, yeah, make up your mind when you're over there, you see everything fully. And he said to me later, that was one of the greatest gifts I could, I had ever given him. And that if he had, um, if I had asked him to promise, he would have honored that he would have come back. But the whole being given the freedom to choose is huge. And for people that say, oh, but I can't go on without my dog slash cat slash horse. I understand. Everybody loves their animals. That's why they have them. But loving something means putting its requirements before your own sometimes. And there is nothing that your dog or your cat or your horse or your bird or whatever your companion is can do for you that you can't do for yourself. Of all animals are around, I'm actually getting, as I'm literally as I'm talking, I'm getting one of my horses um, that used to be with me quite a bit saying that he was the one that told me there was going to be a lot of changes uh, just before the bushfires and COVID hit. He wasn't kidding. Um, and he's saying that there will be more changes in the next little while, but it's an interesting concept, but he's saying a lot of animal spirits are actually closer to their humans at this time to support them. So if you do dream of or think that you've heard your so-called, in inverted commas, deceased four-legged friend in the house, in the car when you're driving, don't necessarily put it off as a flight of fancy. There's every chance you are picking up on the fact that they are actually there with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking With The Animals. Don't forget to like and subscribe and please drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. As I've said before, this particular episode is only what I myself have seen, felt and communicated with other animals. Other people may have different beliefs or may well see or hear things differently. Until next time, stay safe and when you can, remember to talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time. Thank you.